Hello and welcome to the Dilipram All-Rounder podcast. It's the 13th of October. It's a special episode today. Tomorrow we have the India-Pakistan World Cup cricket match. And I thought, what else but do a special episode? We will revisit one of the best India-Pakistan one-day matches. And then we're going to look forward to the World Cup. So the match we're going to focus on today is the 2003 clash between India and Pakistan in the South African Cricket World Cup. My guest is Siddharth Shankaran. We'll probably spend about, I'd say, 5-10 minutes looking at the India-Pakistan rivalry. Then we'll move into the World Cup match itself, spend about 10-15 minutes on that. And then Sid and I are going to finish off looking ahead to the match and also maybe coming up with our best combined India-Pakistan 11. Sid, welcome to the show. Good to be back. Now, Sid... We all know all the details about you, so we don't even need to go into that. Let's get straight into this, because I'm pretty excited about this one. This is, it's a big match tomorrow. I'm super excited. It's India-Pakistan. It's always one of the must-watch events in the world. So for the uninitiated or, you know, the people who just don't care about cricket, I thought we need to contextualize, you know, India-Pakistan. How do we describe it? How would you describe it? Back in the day, at least, it was it felt like war. You felt like these people are your enemies and... You like you have to watch it just to see how it's going to go down. I'm going to use a couple of references. Let's say I know a lot of people watch The Office. So an Office reference for me is Dwight v. Jim. Mm, I like it. A Seinfeld reference is Kramer v. Newton. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and a Rugby League reference is New South Wales and Queensland. Or State of Origin. Like, but I think that that like that last one really encapsulated quite well. As I'm sure you're going to get into India and Pakistan used to be one nation. They did. And I use those three references and I kind of use them jokingly because it's actually so much more than that. For anyone who's interested, India-Pakistan, the conflict arose and it came out of the 1947 partition of British India, which established a Muslim-majority Pakistan and a Hindu-majority India. The India Independence Act actually provided for the regions of uh, Jammu and Kashmir, the opportunity to choose which region, which country they wanted to um, accede to. And that resulted in a lot of tension. The tension between India and Pakistan, put very simply, uh, there'll be historians who will correct me on this. It is a religious, a part of it is a religious battle, but part of it was also to do with Kashmir, which is on the border of India and Pakistan, and has often been the subject of much debate about which parts are owned by India and which parts are owned by Pakistan. And the resulting impact has been a number of wars between the two countries throughout our life and also throughout our parents' life. It's quite sensitive um, for a lot. If you ask a lot of Indians, they will have strong memories. And I'd say a lot of more mature aged uh, Indians will have strong memories and strong feelings about Pakistan. And I would also assume, having uh, spoken to a few Pakistani friends when I, when I grew up, Pakistani Australians, that the similar uh, feelings are also shared by Pakistanis. That is all just to say that it's still, the tension is still there. The, um, I, I was reading some articles, Sid, the New Yorker, uh, it wrote, today both India and Pakistan remain crippled by the narratives built around memories of the crimes of the partition. As politicians, particularly in India, and the military, particularly in Pakistan, continue to stoke the hatreds of 1947 for their own ends. I think that that is poetry really, but like we'll get into it a bit more later, but I think that that really encapsulates it really well because like you look at the cricket now and 
these guys don't seem to have that hatred for each other as much as they did back in the day. And exactly. it really seems to be the politicians and all that that's really keeping this apart and trying to make this bigger thing than it really is. I, I agree. I think for people like us who were born in the 90s, uh, lived through the 90s, there, were, there was still a lot of tension between India and Pakistan, but we probably don't have share the same feelings that our parents feel and our grandparents feel who were really subject to some of the tensions that were really prevalent during the 50s, 60s and 70s, where a lot of uh, the, some of the major wars between India and Pakistan took place. All that to say is that there is, is a lot bigger than cricket. When they say it's bigger than cricket, this actually is between India and Pakistan. But when you move to the cricket field, it's also one of the most intense sporting rivalries in the world. And we spoke about this, Sid, last time when we were talking about, you know, what are the big rivalries? I've spoken about it with other guests as well. This is actually the biggest of the biggest. Um, it's the probably the most intense sporting rivalry. The, it's matches between two neighboring countries. Look, the India-Pakistan rivalry even made the Joe Rogan podcast and he knows nothing about cricket. I think a guest came on and told him, you know, there's actually a sporting program that gets 10 times the views as the Super Bowl. What was it? It's a World Cup match between India and Pakistan. The rivalry between the two, we spoke about it. It's, they played a lot of test matches, but then there have been pauses in the matches that are played between them due to uh, government conflicts and wars. So in the 90s, it started restarting again in the late 90s where we had India-Pakistan play probably from around 1998. And there was a strong period where they started playing a lot more matches between each other. I would say my memory of those matches is that Pakistan always had one of the stronger teams. And I always felt they were stronger than Indian. Oh, definitely. Like there's always these Sharjah tournaments where there'd be India, Pakistan, there was Australia or Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, someone else coming in. And you always felt like India back then was, it's such an, and it's over. But yeah. Pakistan just had all these, like they had the bowlers. And that's really, I think, something that's going to come up. The bowling lineup was him, Waka, Abdul Qadir, Mushtaq Ahmed, Saklan Mushtaq. They had My all these goodness. amazing bowlers. And you just never felt safe. And it became such a big deal. Like I remember just watching these games and thinking this Pakistan team, they could always just get us out. And when we're bowling, we've got no chance of bowling them out. It's why it always makes you dream. And we'll talk about it when we go through our combined 11. If India had Pakistan's bowling lineup, and if, or if Pakistan had India's batting lineup, you got a team that nobody can beat. Yeah. That, that would have, they would have beaten the Australian teams of the 90s Definitely. and early 2000s. That's, a, that's my opinion. They've played in a total of 204 times. I think that's a stat of late. Pakistan's actually won 88 matches compared to India's 73. But it just shows that P the Pakistan team has been one of the great teams in test cricket and one-day cricket. And the rivalry has been great. I think of late, we've seen the Indian team become stronger and stronger. But this is a historical rivalry, and that's why I'm excited to watch today, tomorrow's game, assuming I release the podcast tonight. <laughs> Let's spend a little bit of time on one of our favorite matches. We'll do a... Well, look, we are going to revisit the 2003 World Cup, and I think we're going to do it when Sanjay's around. Yep. It's a World Cup that's very dear to us because we bought the DVD hosted by, narrated by Mark Nicholas. I stole the DVD for you did. a couple of years, I think. <laughs> I think you still have it. It's destroyed somewhere. <laughs> but it's a great World Cup. But that 2003 World Cup, one of the famous matches was India-Pakistan. I think we should just get into it with hot seat. From a hot seat perspective, I've got a few. 
and then I want you to jump in. The first hot seat for that 2003 World Cup game was Pakistan's World Cup record against India. Pakistan came into that having never beaten India in a World Cup fixture. I think they played in 92 in the Australia World Cup. They played in 96 in the quarterfinal against India. Virash and I covered that in the last few episodes. The Amos Sohel moment forever. We did. Um, exactly, Amos Sohel. And then in 1999, they faced Chandler Super 6 uh, tournament in, in England. Or lost all three times. So Pakistan was really on the hot seat here. Yep. It was this, this thing that was like lingering over them. Can they beat India in the big tournament? That's my number one. My number two hot seat seat is Inzaman, Inzibai. And the reason I say this is what we'll find out is Inzaman actually went on a fitness regime for this World Cup and for this game. He lost 23 pounds prior to the 2003 World Cup because he said, I need to be at my best. I need to be at my fit and firing best to score runs. And coming into that India game, his average was two. But like that's the thing though, like he'd already performed so well <laughs> as his previous self. Why was it needed? But like there is this recurring memory of me of him walking into bat, looking quite trim for him, but his photo was from before that. <laughs> and it was just like the commentator and says, I think it's Mandraka, it's like that was him before he lost the weight and he's down <laughs> seven kilos or something like that. He lost a lot of weight. So he's my number two on the hot seat because unfortunately the weight loss resulted in his form going the other yeah. way. Um, so number two. Number three are ties. Yep. Why is it ties? Because the match between India and Pakistan, the pre-match was the exchange of ties between Ganguly and Waka Yunus. And ties are on the hot seat because... I'm trying to think what sort of ties were they gifting each other? Are we talking about, you know, ties bought from Lowe's or are we talking about MJ? But like, what are we talking about here? I reckon there might be a skinny tie in there. So uh, Ganguly <laughs> giving Waka a, like a... You think Ganguly probably went to the shop the day before, <laughs> found I don't a think tie. Ganguly's ever shopped for himself. I'm sure one of his many servants has bought the thing for him. I think I just wanted to like drill into that last one a bit more because it, it was actually like, I didn't know this at the time, but... The players, until they got to the ground, didn't realize that there was going to be this exchange of the ties. Um, they were going in and they were told by the match referee that your support staff had already agreed to this. And it took quite a while. The game was actually delayed a little bit there mm. for this year. And you can actually see it in the face. Like they don't, Gungul and Waka don't look very happy. They, a bit of a grimace on the face, a bit of, uh, I'm not sure about this at the moment. So, yeah. I think. Ali Bakha was the uh, head of the South African Cricket Association and they were responsible for the World Cup. And I did read something, Sid, that they, before the World Cup, they are actually having second uh, thoughts about whether they should have this exchange ceremony before the game, whether it was needed. And it was actually under pressure that maybe they were going to forego. Yeah. And it was even like the players were like, why do we, like, why does this need to be happened? Like, why are we the this kind of scapegoat for the politicians for everything going on right now. And like, I think again, as you said, the hot seat there, I would say India Pakistan relations was like one of the big hot seats there. Yeah, good there call. was the 2001 parliament attack. As you said, they had played some cricket in the late nineties, but then all of a sudden this attack happens. They don't play for a few years. 2003 comes along and it's the first time they've played each other in a couple of years. And we're very used to it now because they don't play any bilateral games. Yeah. But back then it was like almost, is this going to be revenge for like the terrorist attack? Kind of was like the media narrative almost. And it was just, didn't feel right. But for me, hot seat, like all the players, the nations were really riding this match and the pressure was so palpable. 
Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a very good call. And we now know since you mentioned they haven't played since around 2008, there was the Mumbai attacks in India and the Indian government basically put blame to the Pakistan government and Pakistan for being responsible. That was the I think that was their position and that's resulted in basically any bilateral series between India and Pakistan not being played other than World Cup matches. Was the first IPL before that or after? So they had one IPL season, the Indian Premier League, which is the domestic uh, 2020 competition in India. They had one season where Pakistan players were playing. I think I remember watching Shoy Bakhtar oh. and a couple of other Pakistan Sohil Dambir. Rana Navad Al-Hussan. I completely butchered his name, but they played one season, that happened, and basically Pakistan were never allowed to play in the IPL, which is, from my perspective, it's sad for the it's game of cricket, but it is what it is. There are issues between the India and Pakistan government. So we go into the quick overview of the match, Sid, and then I want to go into top fives and then hit a preview of tomorrow's game. So the overview, you know, the clashes have always been the biggest draws. Pakistan bats first. They put on a pretty good total. And, you know, we'll probably be in our top fives, but they put on a strong total, 273. I think in 2003, a, a score of 273 is sufficient. Oh, it, it's very difficult. I think in World Cups, there had been two chases larger than that. I think there was a 280 and like a 290 or something like that. And India had never chased more than 220 to win a game. So 274 exactly. just felt this is going to be very, very difficult. So that leans into the top fives because the top fives are somewhat part of the 273 score and India's chase. So my number five moment, Sid, is Saeed Anwar's 101 of 126. A great knock for a fitting batsman who always scored runs against India and probably one of the greatest left-hand batsmen of his, you know, of his time and of his generation. He's definitely such a classy player. I just, you always watched him and you're just like, this guy seems to have all the time in the world. Uh, his Crick Info profile is written by someone that obviously doesn't like him, talks about him, <laughs> oh, being, really? talks about him being weak and a poor fielder and things like that. And I'm like, oh. oh, that's a little bit harsh. Oh. I think I will always remember Saeed as an Indian, like as someone who watched a lot of Indian cricket. Saeed was initially the original god of the offside yep. and Ganguly was called the <laughs> prince of the offside. <laughs> But that's what he was. He was a majestic batsman. He's my number five. He scored 100. The only 100 in that game, yep. he deserves to be that. Number four, it's Wakar Yunus. And it's I'm going number four and number three together. It's Wakar Yunus, two wickets in two balls. Puts India under on the back foot in that chase. He gets the wickets of Sewag and Ganguly. The Ganguly wicket is a little marginal. It's yeah. I think if you had Hawkeye... It's probably showing it hitting, going over the stumps. Yeah, it looked it looked high, but back in the day, there like you can't question it. It was just yeah, umpire's call it goes through. Yeah, Rudy Curtin with that slow, slow yeah, that slow dismissal, but he gave it, and we got to respect that. Yep. Number two, Sid, I had Abdul Razak and his dropped catch. Ooh. Let's set the scene. Pakistan scores two hundred and seventy-three. As an Indian fan, Indian fans are probably sweating bullets, thinking. We've got no chance here. Wakar takes those two wickets. Shoy Bakhtar and Wazim Akram are disappointing in that game. They weren't able to move the ball and Tendulkar, and we'll get to him, but Tendulkar's playing quite majestically. And Razak drops a catch when Tendulkar's on around... India's 57 for two. The game's in the balance and he drops a catch at mid-off. 
there, I remember there was a reaction of Wazi Makram being absolutely miffed yep. at Abdul Razak for standing so far up. And that was probably emblematic of Pakistan's fielding at the time and still reflective of their fielding today. I think it was a, like, that was one of the points of difference back then. Like we had Kef and Yuvraj in the team and we were this, the newer generation of guys. Like they had all these guys, like Inzi wasn't a good fielder. Muhammad, or Yusuf Yohana wasn't a good fielder. It was Sa- Yusuf Yohana at the time, at right? At the time. Yeah. Uh, Saidan was cricket info profile says he was a very poor fielder. So you could just see that like India might have the fielding advantage. But you don't even need a fielding advantage. Razak was <laughs> so far up. <laughs> that's just, yeah. that's just Pakistan cricket. Yeah. My memories of Pakistan cricket is watching highlights of Wazim Akram running in and then getting an edge to slip and the slips just dropping every single catch. Yeah. I, I Just one thing I did want to call out, Wazim, he, he walks in four or five steps and he's slinging him 140 k's an hour at 36 years old. It was like... He Majestic. Just, yeah, it's crazy. That that bowling lineup with Wazim Akram, Waka Yunus, Shobakta, we now know they didn't make the Super 6 round, which was shocking. Yep. Uh, number one, Sid. Can't go past it. Sachin Tendulkar, 98 of 75. It's probably one of his best innings. I think he's played in a World Cup. He didn't score 100. But with the stakes, with what was on the line... India, he comes out there chasing 273. It was a knock for the ages. Oh, definitely. The The story was that he was struggling to sleep. There was so much pressure on him. He, like Steve Smith's a bit of an interesting bloke, but Sachin used to sleep with his bat because he was scared. <laughs> they initially went on the bus and he realized that he'd left his bat in his hotel room, had to run back and get it. And that innings, apparently Ganguly had said, like, just play it easy, like get the first 10 overs out. The first over went okay, but then that first Akhtar over, there's the six over third man, which is just an iconic shot. There was then the on drive, which is literally the fastest I've ever seen a ball, like a four go to the boundary. That was outstanding, that and shot. And the third one is just, it's a forward defense and the timing is so exquisite. And Shobakta, like he'd been talking that he's going to get, he's targeting such and it's going to be like a massacre. His first over goes for 18 runs. He looks just perplexed. He's taken out of the attack and Waka comes on. It's a big point about Shobakta. He comes on. That's the rivalry. It's the match. The bill, Everyone has been talking about Akta versus Tendulkar and he goes for 18 yeah. of his first over. Gets taken out of the attack, as you say, Sid. And I think that was the key. I think that 18 runs of Shobakta in that first over basically laid the platform for India. It definitely did. Like India, you could just see that they go confidence from that. They're like, okay, these guys, they're, they're big names, but this pitch is good to bat on. We've got Sachin who arguably had his best World Cup ever. Yes. And we can do this. And they were racing away. It was, uh, it's one of my favorite innings of Sachin. Oh, definitely. Uh, 98 of 75 back in the day. That's, that's a great strike rate in 2003. I think even there, like a lot of the, players that came in had like mid 70s strike rates and yeah. the commentators are calling them healthy and things like <laughs> I'm like we just see things so differently now like one of the really one of the eye-opening things there Pakistan did not hit a single six in their innings wow India hit two both being these kind of uppercuts by one by Sehwag one by Tendulkar 
the game changed so much since then. So back then, 98 of 75 was like a ridiculously good innings. Great call. I, I agree. And we thought with those two sixes that India was going ballistic. Yep. And nowadays, that's just a regular walk in the park. Yep. Uh, it just shows how much one-day cricket has changed. That knock from Tendulkar, it drew, it drew copious praise from the uh, World Cup organizing committee. Ali Bakar sent a telegram and he said, we wanted this World Cup to be the most successful World Cup ever and your innings against Pakistan at Centurion has helped us achieve that. Mm -hmm. Tendulkar couldn't sleep before that game. He rates it. He spoke, he's given a few interviews um, since then and he's spoken about his favorite World Cup innings and his favorite World Cup match. It was that match, oh, wow. 2003, India-Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Look, Sid, I want to get into this because tomorrow is a very special day. I think for a lot of Australians in India with Indian backgrounds and Pakistani um, Australians, tomorrow will be a day where they will be in front of their TV set somewhere. And I think the build-up to this, to the, the game tomorrow, has probably been slightly more reserved than in previous World Cup fixtures. And I think that might just be a byproduct of this World Cup not having the same excitement and buzz that previous World Cups have had. It might just be the waning interest in ODI cricket. But I think a lot of us are still very excited and interested in this game. Do you think it's the last World Cup that's going to perhaps just capture the interest of a lot of cricketing fans? I think definitely ODI cricket just seems to be the, the extra format that is kind of played when you want to fill the time in between like yeah. 2020 leagues taking over everywhere in the world test cricket as long as i guess you kind of have india prioritizing test cricket it's always going to be very important good point otherwise it's it's it it struggles yeah i think on the point there about like this build-up not being as hype i would still say that india pakistan the match like tickets went on sale the website just instantly crashed <laughs> there were stories in Ahmedabad where the game is going to be that people were booking in hospital visits so they wouldn't have to go to a hotel <laughs> for the day of the game because, like, it's just going to be... I think it's going to be chaos there. It will be. It, it will be chaos. It's, uh, you don't often get a match nowadays between India and Pakistan in India. There'll be great... There'll be heightened security, but the match is going to be tremendous. I think it'll still be a really good match. And as I was saying, like, back in the day... You just, you could not imagine like a, a couple there being like, actually, the thing is actually, I'm I'm not better than Imran Khan. Like Imran Khan is a better player than me. Yeah. But nowadays you've got Kohli coming out and saying like, Babar Azam is the number one batsman in the world. Like That's true. They're definitely a bit more friendly with each other. Like there's still that underlying tension that this game could be the game that yes. is just going to be such an amazing atmosphere. It's going to be chaos. Let's finish with this, Sid. I want to do a combined India-Pakistan ODI squad. Now, we'll do a draft at some point where we you know we both select our best ODI 11 and our audience can select who, who won. But what I do is we'll go 1 to 11. I'll go 1, you go 2, and we'll go in that sort of snake order. And we'll pick our, we'll pick our player. And you've got to pick a player that you think is good for the position and it's combined India-Pakistan ODI 11 you can pick from any generation. Okay. My number one, Sachin Tendulkar. At number one, at the top of, top of the order, can't go past Sachin Tendulkar for a combined India-Pakistan 11. Yep. Number two for me, like the opening bat with him is, it's tricky. Like, I think that you got the, you got the layup there with Sachin <laughs> at number one. 
I might just chuck in a few of the thoughts there. Okay. For me, Said Anwar can is definitely. No, no, no. I don't want you to chuck in your thoughts. I want you to first name your player so then I can see whether it's controversial. I'm going with Rohit Sharma. Okay, that's a, that's a good pick. So, so for my, like my, the kind of controversy there is that Said Anwar for me is the number one Pakistan opener and maybe... Not Wajatullah Wasti. Oh, I would say that... Muhammad, Ak- Muhammad Akram. Oh. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Muhammad Wazim. Taufik oh. <laughs> um, Umar. Oh. Well, he played in this one actually in 2003. Um, yes, he heard me. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, keep going. Rohit Sharma, yeah. I'm just, like, with him, he was a... The 2019 World Cup, for me, is one of the all-time great performances in a tournament. Five centuries. He's he scored seven centuries in World Cups, but five in one tournament is, like, was absolutely ballistic. Yeah. So, for me, he has to have it. Like, I'm leaving out Sehwag there. I'm leaving outside Anwar. For me, both of them have to be opening. Uh, Let's give him honourable mentions. Honourable mentions to Saeed um, Anwar, one of my favourite batsmen, and uh, Sehwag as well. Yep. Number three, it's my go. I'm I've really made it easy for myself by picking um, (laughs) Virat Kohli. Uh, uh, Look, there will be there will be Pakistani fans that will say, "Well, what about our our man Baba Azam and others?" But Kohli is probably going to end up being the greatest ODI batsman of all time. His batting average in one-day cricket is hovers between 50 and 60 at any point. He's scored so many runs. It goes without saying he's the best, will be the best ODI batsman of all time. He has to be number three. I don't, I don't even think it's a debate anymore. Like, no. such an, like there are people who would be like Sachin, et cetera. But. Well, Ganguly batted at three for a little bit and uh, uh, he, would, he would say, hey, what about me? But nah. no, Kohli. But then I guess... Like, I'm assuming we need to pick a captain as well. Yeah, but we'll pick him at the end. Okay. So who's your number four? My number four for me would be uh, MS Dhoni. Uh, no. He played quite well at four. I don't. Okay. I think he might have batted four in the 2011 World Cup final. Okay. Um, are I we think... talking about MS Dhoni in the last few years? No, or no, no about... definitely not. Uh, OG Dhoni. OG, the guy that scored 183 batting yes. at Sri Lanka yes. at number three. Okay. For me, I think that having him there, you can play a few less good batsmen a bit further down who can add a bit more to the team okay so we've got our Pakistani fans uh, I've checked my stats I haven't seen anyone <laughs> download it from Pakistan but they're not going to be happy so far we've got an all for India bang. but that is reflective of the what we were saying before about the batting and bowling yep. number five I'm going to even it up a little bit but it's fair my number five is Inzi Bai yeah, Inzamam Yep. I want to give this a little bit of context Inzamam Haq will be remembered some people will remember him for his size and stature but he was a great batsman Uh, he always scored when it counted for Pakistan I do remember a great one day series between India Pakistan it was a bilateral series shortly after the World Cup and Inzamam completely destroyed India India won the series but he was impossible to get at he deserves credit he's a great one day batsman and he's in that team as my number five who's your number six well for me now, this becomes a bit controversial, but number six, I don't know about the spot specifically, but I think Imran Khan. I think maybe six might be a spot too high as a batsman, but... Mm. Uh, he did bat six, I think, in the 92 World Cup. I think he did. Um, I think he needs to be in the team. I think the thing I'm leaving at the door open is do you need two all-rounders in this team? So you've gone Imran six. So the reason why I like this the the game we're playing is I need to be able to react to your, to yep. your play. So you've chosen Imran six. So what have we got? We've got Rohit, Sachin, Kohli, Dhoni yep. at four. 
Inzi Bay at five. You could probably switch around Inzi and Dorney's positions there. But if we've you picked him. We've sure. picked Inzi Bay at five. We've picked Imran at six. Yep. I was going to go at six. I was going to get Javed Mandat, but oh. I can't put him at seven anymore. So yep. I've got at seven Kapil Dev. Yep. For me, I think... You've got to pick Kapil Dev. He's a, he's a, he's a Haryana Hurricane, one of the India's best fast bowlers. He was a, he was a, look, he was a good ODI batsman. He scored one of his best uh, knocks against a Zimbabwe team when India was in a lot of trouble. He's there. He's our number seven. Who's your number eight? Well, so then I've got eight, nine, 10, 11 bowlers. We've got eight, nine, 10, 11. So you get eight, I get nine, you get 10, I get 11. Okay. So for me, I think it's more of a, like from here, the batting position doesn't really matter. Yes. But at eight, then I've got Wasim. I think he was a great, great pick. Uh, great like pick. He, he bat, I was surprised he actually walked into bat and his ODI average was 17 or something like that. He's not a bad batsman. He wasn't a bad, but he had a 257. Exactly. <laughs> but then to be fair, Stuart Broad had a 168 yeah. or something and he can't hold a bat at the moment. But give a shit, like Wazim Akram's probably, a lot of people will say he's probably one of the best ODI bowlers of all time. Yeah. He's, he took over 500 run day wickets. He deserves to be there. He's a, he was a audacious left-hand batsman. Yeah. Uh, could strike a lot. You remember in that 2003 game, he, he actually scored a few, scored runs, a few at runs at the end. That's a great pick at eight. And I think as well, though, like just looking at what I think his strike rate in ODIs was 28 or something. And uh, for bowling. For yes. bowling. For yeah. bowling. And two wickets, at least two wickets a game kind of is yeah. a, a 10 over spell. And it, it's a really nice number. So we've got eight was him. Nine. Look, I've got to go. Uh, I'm going Wakar at nine. Okay. Yep. I, I, I'm a bit actually I'm a bit worried about our team. I think our team's one of the greatest bowling I think lineups of all time. Many. But that's fine. Wakar at nine. If you think of Yorkers, if you think of in swinging late Yorkers, you think of Wakar, one of the best um, one day bowlers. Great strike rate. He deserves to be in the team. Who's your ten? So the thing now is like, okay, do we have a spinner? Do we have another fast bowler? We've kind of got already got the uh, amount of uh, all rounders. So yeah. both of them are medium fast bowlers so I'll put the spinner in there are a lot of shouts <laughs> like it's India and Pakistan they've got some great great spinners you've got Kumble plays in this match yeah. I don't know about him as an ODI bowler Shahid Afridi was quite talented oh, as a bowler Shahid, then Shahid yeah uh, you've got Ashwin who's recently one of the like modern greats of Indian cricket for me I've got um, Abdul Qadir I wow think, I think his ODI record is I think I'm pretty sure it's something really, really good. Okay. And for me, I, I don't know. I think there's a bit of a romanticism that World Cups, leg spin, Shane Warne, all of them. There's this is extra thing for me that Kadir is my spinner. That's a romantic pick. Yep. I if if I got to choose, I would have picked uh, Cyclone yeah, Mushtaq. That's fair. Because he had the he had the off spinner, he had the Dusra, and then before a test series when he wasn't selected, he said he has a Tisra. Tisra, yeah. Absolutely. But Abdul that's a shout out for him. Yep. I don't mind that. Yep. Uh, number eleven, I'm really worried about our team. Yep. I, think <laughs> our, I think our team could, will bowl out other sides for Not less much. than two hundred. Yep. But if but then no, actually, Coley's there. Inzi buys at five. Dorney's at four. Yep. It's a strong team. Well, I, I think. More interestingly for me is I want to see who you have as that extra bowler now. Yeah. Okay. So my number eleven. I've 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 got to react here. Yep. I am going for Jasprit Bumrah. I, I'm I'm very comfortable with that. Like people might say that 
He's pretty new. He hasn't played that much international cricket. He's a great bowler. He's- he is a great bowler. He made his name on the 2020 circuit. Yep. But who was I picking against? I Honourable mention has to go to Shobhata. Yep, definitely. One of the great Pakistan bowlers of all time. But if I want the team to play, I know Boomer has been injured of late, but I probably have more faith in Boomer playing than I do Shobhata. Oh. But they're both great bowlers. Sid, I'm pretty happy with that 11. I'm pretty happy with it. I still remember like when Boomer got picked for Test, I'm like, this guy's a 2020 specialist. Why is he in Test cricket? Exactly. And he really proved me wrong. Um how close was Zach for you? Is he the next fast bowler for the Yes, ranks? he was. Yeah. So I had some other honorable mentions. I had Dada, Sarah yeah. Yep. But he's, he's, you can't find a spot when there's Rohit and Sachin. Yep. So I had Zach, Zahir Khan. Um, you mentioned Saeed Anwar and Sewag. They're the ones. I think we've picked a team. Look, I think the one guy yeah. I might have also called out is Yuvraj because yes. I think our batting, other, we have side on well, potentially, yeah. no left-handers. True. He won India World Cup. He did. And the other player, it's probably less controversial, but I would have picked if we wanted an all-rounder, Jadeja. Yeah. It depends who we're playing. If we were playing on a spinning deck, mm. maybe Jadeja. Our team is very fast bowler heavy, mm. but... Some of the Pretty greatest crazy bowlers of all time. Uh, India, Pakistan combined 11. There's only one spinner. So you listen to that lineup. Just remember, we weren't picking a draft. We were going 1 to 11. If you like that lineup, let us know. Sid, I'm excited for tomorrow's game. Any final thoughts? I think it's just going to be a great game. Yeah, that's the way to put it. We just thought we'd release a special episode for you guys. It's going to be, uh, hopefully we'll upload it tonight. Looking forward to the game tomorrow and next week I'll be releasing at my same time. Thursday morning, Australian time, we'll be looking at the NBA championship between Cleveland and Golden State. Thank you and see you soon.